Welcome to the Geekcentric Podcast, and welcome to our spoiler-free review for Netflix's Cobra Kai Season 4. Cobra Kai never dies. Wax on, wax off, everybody. My name is Nate, and I will be your sensei for this spoiler-free review for Cobra Kai Season 4, which hits Netflix December 31st. Big thanks to Netflix Canada for getting us this season in advance for review. Uh, Now, our own sensei, Lawrence, is sitting this one out, so allow me to introduce you to the other sensei joining me for this review. He's two-time Aurora High All-Valley Karate Tournament champion, and he always shows no mercy. He's Kevin the Hawkman Hudson. Oh, what an introduction. I, yeah. I feel like you're the announcer from the uh, the All-Valley Tournament itself. You could easily right? replace him, that's for Dude, sure. Dude, I would totally, that, I, that would be, if I was in this universe, that's who I would be. I think that makes the most sense. Well, and I'll just say, in the immortal words of my hero, Terry Silver, a man can't stand, he can't fight. A man can't breathe, he can't fight. A man can't see, he can't fight. Wow. Wow. Well, just to set the tone for what this season is about, you know, (laughs) quite some words. Yeah, man, absolutely. Um, Well, listen, let's kind of I'm going to dive a little bit further into like, you know, description Uh, before we sweep the leg on this review. I'm going to give a little insight into what's going on going into this fourth season of this show. Uh, Directed by John Hurwitz and Hayden Schlossberg, Cobra Kai takes place over 30 years after the events of the 1984 All-Valley Karate Tournament with the continuation of the inescapable conflict between Daniel LaRusso and Johnny Lawrence. Now, Season 4 finds the Miyagi-Do and Eagle Fang dojos joining forces to take down Cobra Kai at the All-Valley Under-18 Karate Tournament. And whoever loses must hang up their gi. As Samantha and Miguel try to maintain the dojo alliance and Robbie goes all in at Cobra Kai, the fate of the All-Valley has never been more precarious. What tricks does Kreese have up his sleeve? Can Daniel and Johnny bury their decades-long hatchet to defeat Kreese? Or will Cobra Kai become the face of karate in the valley? Uh, the show stars Ralph Macchio, William Zabka, Courtney Hengler, Zolo Meriduena, Tanner Buchanan, Mary Mauser, Jacob Bertrand, Peyton List, with Dallas Dupree Young and Thomas Ian Griffin joining this season. Uh, so, all right, let's, uh, we're, we're going to attack this thing offensively and defensively. Uh, but as Sensei LaRusso once said, when negative feelings overwhelm you, look for the good within yourself. So let's go, let's look for the good in this season, Kevin. I think, uh, Sensei Hudson, let's, you strike first and let's hear what you got. I just am so amazed at how this show has kept everything that worked for it in the first season pretty much right through up into this season. It just keeps going. It's this nostalgic goodie bag of treats that just never seems to run out. They keep finding these sort of narrative threads that work through not only the show, but from the movies as well. And it's, it, 
I'm convinced that they had this thing mapped out for at least the first four or five years, just how smoothly everything is transitioning from one season to the next. There's new surprises. There's familiar faces that keep coming up throughout the years that play a pivotal role, that have an impact on the characters. And so, I mean, I'm not sure this was the strongest season, Mm -hmm. but I couldn't believe that by the end of it, I was still like, bring on five. I'm ready to keep going. (laughs) Like, they're still going. It's unbelievable. No, for sure. I think, um, you know, after four seasons now, the show hasn't lost its sense of drama and we're still getting those those hell yeah moments like where you just want to fist pump the air. Um, And so, yeah, I think I think those are sprinkled throughout the season. And I think this season does a good job of of sort of finding a way to expand its cast, um, but without overstuffing it. You know, usually in the in some of these fourth seasons of these shows, it starts to feel like it is getting a little bit uh, there's there's too many characters to follow. Um, And so I think introducing us to Kenny, played by Dallas Dupree Young, um, at first, I was a little worried because of his age. You know how a lot of shows, Kevin, they kind of go into this sort of, you know, oh, we're going to now focus on the younger cast, and they sort of make a transition into a younger cast. That's kind of how I felt the show was going, but they did a really good job of sort of focusing on him, his relationship with our existing characters, and really using him for, for a lesson for, for one of our main characters really well. That's a, that's a really good point, because this show does have the potential. It always has, and it's always very precariously teetering on the edge of falling into becoming this typical high school teenage drama. Yeah. But they do enough with even those stories, but then the stories with our older cast, our our veteran senseis, if you will, that keeps a 37-year-old curmudgeon like me engaged and interested in the plot of both the old and the young characters. It's 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 rather remarkable that they're they're able to manage that. And I know you're a you're a huge sort of sports fan, huge sports show fan. And I think this season, more than I think even the past three seasons, I know there's a huge focus on the the All Valley this season, obviously, but it does such a good job of showcasing karate as a sport. Right, karate is is not just a thing that they're using. I mean, don't get me wrong; they do they do they do do some like pretty on the cuff like we're gonna fight next to this pool, we're gonna fight over here, we're gonna fight over there kind of things. But it also does a really good job of establishing the rules, uh, showcasing the concept of respect uh, within the sport. And I think these characters, you know, who have been doing it for quite a while now, there's some really wicked moves in this season as well. Yeah, you're absolutely spot on with that. I mean, I do love how at one point one of the characters does joke, you know, just follow the rules, even if I don't quite understand them <laughs> yeah. still. Um, yeah. I mean, again, they poke fun at themselves in all the right places that, that I, I really enjoy that. But no, the sporting aspect of the karate, we didn't, we, we, this season isn't about like that, the, the street fight, taking it to the streets and, and you know, like uh, breaking into people's houses and having ninja wars in somebody's living room. This is far more about the competitive side of the karate. And I think, as you said, what they do throughout the whole season is, is really help break down what the characters are doing and why. And what it does lead to is some of, if not the best, karate fights sanctioned karate fights that we've gotten in this series there is one fight in particular that is maybe the best competitive karate fight i've ever seen it's better than any of the ones that were in the movies it is it was barn burner it was great and it was tense and it was like and and with that fight and a lot of them again 
the show could become so predictable and they constantly keep you going, who's going to win? What's going to happen? Who's going to do what? And so it's just amazing that they keep those surprises coming, even in what could be just a very stereotypical sports feel-good movie. It never, it never falls into being just that, ever. I think they, they – yeah, you're right. They, they do a – they do a pretty decent job of sort of giving you different outcomes. Uh, we're going to get into didn't like in a moment, and I I do have some stuff to sort of talk about in terms of predictability and and how this show, how this season's uh, you know how I feel about this season in terms of the narrate narration they went with or the nar- the narrative they went with. But um, I do just want to quickly while we're still on the topic of of good stuff, um, I think you know uh, bringing uh, more of Courtney Hangeller, I thought as Amanda Larusso. Uh, I thought did a, a really good job of sort of giving her character a lot more depth this season. Um, we get to focus on her in a, a relationship with another character that I won't list, but it is it is really good, and it it just kind of shows sort of um, the the moral side of the Larussos and and sort of where we see that. Um, and then also with uh, Anthony Larusso in this season, played by Griffin uh, Santa Pietro, who in previous seasons he was just a little brother. And I thought the direction they took his characters was um, it was refreshingly honest because in contrast to what I was just saying about Amanda and Mary and Daniel or sorry, Amanda, uh, Samantha and Daniel, how they're all very much, you know, the the the, the you know, the righteous people, the, the good the good guys to see where they took uh, Anthony was was refreshing. It was interesting. It was a contrast from Daniel LaRusso. And, and you mentioned how he's such a small part of the first few seasons. Usually in a show, a, a character that insignificant just goes up to bed one night and then never comes <laughs> never back comes down the back. stairs. Yeah. And all of a sudden they bring him back. And I had to look. I was like, was it the same actor? But they even make a growth spurt joke about why he might look. He's at that age where these yeah. kids are just shooting up and they're changing so much. But, yeah, it was nice that they found – a unique role for him to have in the show. He didn't just jump in and become another one of the characters that we've already seen, follow the same path we've already seen. He has his own sort of arc throughout in the bigger narrative that yep. fits the character and creates enough conflict to keep it intriguing. Yeah, so so again, like his stuff was fresh. I thought Amanda's stuff uh, was a little more fresh, and I do think uh, with the introduction of Kenny, that was a really great thing for them to to bring in to elevate the other characters around Kenny. Um, I do want to say the soundtrack in this season is pretty good. It's not it's not as there's not as many bangers, but you know we got Power Tool, we got Christopher Cross, and. It, they do a good job with the 80s music to hit at the right time. Even though it's not as there's not as many opportunities that they use it, it it's done correctly. And it, it, it is. And those moments that you speak of um, almost harken back to what you were talking about in terms of the sports uh, movie element of the show. This is the most training montages um, that I've seen since since Rocky Four, probably. Like this <laughs> yes. season is just full of those classic 80s rock music. Uh, training montages, fight montages, that sort of thing. The balance between the good and evil as the, you're seeing the different techniques employed and everything. And and we've obviously seen it a lot in the show, but this season was peak training montage. So if that's your jam, if you're a big fan of Rocky or even the original Karate Kid, this is going to hit that for you. And it even it even does focus really well, as you just brought it up, on the different styles, right? We've got the Miyagi Do style, we've got the the Cobra Kai style, and it, it does a really good job of sort of establishing almost like a rule set uh, to a certain degree of the show, specifically not just of karate, but of the show. And um, I will say 
this show, the last like kind of good thing before we get to the negative that I want to say is the show is incredibly bingeable. You know, every single ending of the episode and, and some of I would say maybe with two or three moments of sort of like, well, they just they're really reaching for that. But they do have a, some level of cliffhanger that brings you back episode after episode after episode where you're just like, OK, let's watch the next one. I know it's I know it's one in the morning right now, but let's let's just watch the next one. And I think, uh, you know, that's an interesting way to to watch these shows. We talk about Netflix and how when they drop all these shows at once, you know, we're talking about the, sh- the, the season for a day. We've been waiting for it for, you know, what feels like a year and then it's gone. Um, so, I, I, Kevin, did you find that you enjoyed that aspect or was that a, a bit of a takeaway? Um, for something like this, where it's you know ten thirty ish minute long episodes, yeah. I'm really happy if I could just sit there, press play, and it just runs back to back to back for five straight hours, and I've enjoyed the story being told, and I can step away from it until the next season. You know, I I'm perfectly fine with that, and and like you said, this show does such a great job of at least six or seven times. You're like I I if I wasn't already going to i'd instantly be next episode let's go let's see where this is going so they did a great job again very cool um all right well do you have anything else you want to say in terms of good stuff no well listen as sensei crease said a true cobra feels no sympathy for its meals so with that said uh let's discuss what what worked uh sorry what didn't work uh this season i'm gonna actually kick it off if that's okay uh no pun intended by just saying that going into this season I was a little worried that we'd lose some of the magic we've seen in the past uh, three seasons, especially in two and three. And I, I, I really have to admit, I think this one, I, I did lose a little bit of that because I found that the majority of the themes in this season retread the past three seasons and they don't add enough for me. I felt like, you know, again, I, I mentioned Kenny, I mentioned Anthony, and those were some sort of fresher uh, you know, themes that they they sort of took on, um, and uh, and and even some of it was rekindled, but but done in a way that was still different enough. And I think, you know, really without any spoilers, I think they they land this season in a really intriguing place. But the season as a whole, it didn't hit the highs of the past season, and it left me wishing that we actually started at the end of this season's narrative rather than where we did, because I think where they're going with season five, they have an opportunity to make it so really different um, than what we've gotten in the past. And I'm looking forward to how far they sort of get away from what feels pretty formulaic at this point. Yes. Um, uh, you know, as we've said, the moments are still there. Those, those, wow, those fist yes, pumping. Those, those, <laughs> I yeah, need to see yeah. what, what happens next moments are there. But in terms of the overall narrative, it does feel like we've been here before yeah uh so i would 100 percent agree that yeah a lot of the the main characters are characters that we've been with since season one episode one even um we're spinning their wheels a little bit but that was almost letting the other stuff the newer elements the newer characters and and things catch up to where everyone is and now i think at the end of the season everyone is at a place where they're going to be exploring new areas for them as characters and and how they interact with each other yeah i mean you know again i think fans wanted this right since season three fans wanted to see where this season goes specifically with the all valley and i think you know that final episode the hype is through the roof as this series is able to do even in its fourth season I just I couldn't feel as though yeah like if we had started 
at the All Valley, I think, and then gone past that into some of the major conflicts that are, we see are going to come into play. I think that could have just made for such a more interesting story. And I don't think we needed as much lead up to that as we got. Again, I get the whole idea of catching some of these new characters up to our existing characters, but I don't think we needed nine episodes to do that. No, no, I, that's a that's a really good um, way to look at it. I think, yeah, combining what happens throughout this season into a smaller area at the beginning and then exploring. But, I mean, they want to get as much run out of this as they can, right? I mean, this is... This has got to be a huge surprise hit for Netflix and everyone involved. And so you know they're going to spin for as long as they can. I hope because of what we've said about the, the, you know, the, the one negative aspect about a little tire spinning here in season four, that season five does take a new direction and do yep. entirely new things with these characters. We're, we've seen them do the tournaments now a couple times. We've seen them have these back-and-forth conflicts with each other. Now we need new conflicts, new challenges for these characters to sort of have to tackle. And if the thing is, is again, the show does a great job of sort of making it believable that they are going to just have random karate fights in in anywhere in the world. So yeah, so you can get out of the dojo. You can get out of the, you know, the the same environments that we've seen, get out of the valley even. Uh, and I would just be really interested to see if they have the ability to to make that happen. Um, okay, well, listen, uh, I think we're, we're good to, to finish this fight and uh, give our final rating for the season, which we're going to be rating on a scale of one to five bonsai trees. Um, so, Kevin, I'll get you to go first, my friend. Uh, yeah, once again, the show continues to surprise me. I never realized how nostalgic—I mean, to be honest, I didn't grow up with the Karate Kid movies. I watched them because somebody said you should check out this show, so I went and watched them. The first one right, stands same. up as, a, yep. as an absolute 80s classic, and so even that enough, just loving that movie is enough— to like these characters and be intrigued, but the way they've been able to now go into the second and third movies and pull these characters, it is just a goodie bag. I mean, I'm not going to sit here and say anything spoilery. Don't worry about Spider-Man, but it's kind of that same idea where you're pulling all these tricks from the past True. to yep. create a new story, and it's and it's just such a cool nostalgic trip for anybody who grew up in the 80s and then the elements from those sports movies from the 80s the kicking scorpion and boston soundtracks it's just it's just a lot of fun they do so many things right and while again this season faltered a little bit in being a bit repetitive i think they've set themselves up to go in a completely new direction and i can't believe that after 40 episodes of a Cobra Kai show, I'm like, <laughs> I want more. Somehow, right. I could, there, and there is more to be told, and I think that's just a huge testament to the writers, the creators, and then the cast for bringing these characters either to life or back to life. It's just, it's such a neat, unique experience for anybody who sort of trips out on that nostalgic stuff. This season, again, not their strongest, but again, still better than it has any right to be, I think. And so <laughs> yeah. I'll... I'll be nice because it's season four. I'm going to go and give this a solid 4.1 out of five bonsai trees. All righty. Well, um, yeah, man, I I might come across as a little bit more negative. Uh, you know, Mr. Miyagi once said, to make honey, a young bee needs a young flower, not an old prune. And I feel, I feel like after three excellent seasons focusing on the same old lessons this season four could have really used more fresh flowers to elevate 
its narrative, but instead we, you know, we still got the 80s vibes, we got the incredible fight choreography, we got the the surprises of who's going to win, who's not going to win, you're still on the edge of your seat for those fights, the fighting is fantastic, the cheesy but very confident dramatic moments, I think, in, in the season are really well done, um, and they, they do some things where they sort of um, play with your your emotions, you know, from moment to moment in certain scenes, um, and and you know, kind of play with your expectations really, really well. Um, but I just it it just doesn't have enough new to wow me like the previous seasons of the show. Um, the fantastic final episode feels like a movie, but it was preceded by all too familiar moments that just repeat what we've already seen. So. You know, this season I think does an admirable job of continuing this, this, these characters, these storylines, and Kevin, like you said, bringing the new characters up to speed, so that the, by the time we get into this season five, we don't got to waste any time with more origin. We, we're just ready to, to kind of move everyone forward. Um, I just, I'm so much more interested in seeing where they go now rather than what feels like a rehash of where we've already been before. So I'm going to give this season four of Cobra Kai a slightly lower score than I would ever want to for the show, because I am, I do love it. And Kevin, you're right. It's a freaking Cobra Kai show. So the fact that it's we're not giving this thing ones and twos is incredible. So um, it's a 3.5 out of five bonsai trees for myself for this season. Um, I'm really looking forward to season five. Uh, All right, well, that is it for our spoiler-free review of Netflix's Cobra Kai Season 4. We hope you enjoyed it, and if you did, feel free to like... We hope you enjoyed it, and if you did, feel free to leave a five-star review uh, and write into the show if you thought this season could be better or, you know, was it worse than previous seasons or, or what are your thoughts? Um, I'm going to actually crane-kick it over to Kevin to tell you where you can reach us. Uh, they can reach us at wearegeekcentric at gmail.com. That's wearegeekcentric at gmail.com. And if, like Nate, uh, with regarding this season, you want to get things fresher, why don't you hop on over to us on Twitter at GeekCentricYT or at Instagram at WeAreGeekCentric. Just make sure to use all the hash browns, okay? Thank you. Excellent. Now, keep in mind, we also have a ton of other episodes covering the latest movies and shows out now with our most recent episodes covering all things Spider-Man, like our two Spider-Man in review episodes or our spoiler-filled review and reaction to Spider-Man No Way Home. If you've seen it once, if you've seen it 900 times like I plan on seeing it um, by now, uh, definitely go give that a listen. It's a lot of fun. We also have our spoiler-free reviews for The Kingsman and Don't Look Up. And we just wrapped our our watch club for Marvel's Hawkeye. Uh, and we'll actually be starting up our next watch club for The Book of Boba Fett really soon. So go give those episodes a listen. Sensei Hudson, uh, bow. We're going to bow. Okay. We're bowing, by the way, for audio listeners. You didn't keep eye contact, uh, oh, though. Shoot. Ooh, poor oh, shoot. Oh, did I lose points on that? Okay. <laughs> Out of the dojo. All right. Well, <laughs> thank you so much for joining me for this spoiler-free review. Uh, I got to go get practicing then, if that's the case, for the next tournament. So until next time, as we say, love ya. Get home safe, guys. Peace. Peace.